he's our version of he's the southeast region jeff c where we're oh, okay but not that we really have region but you know all right all right well um cut back the misogynistic jokes because we we might be live streaming if you would i'll do that right away <laughs> um cool we'll, uh, um yeah i will let's see looks like we're live we'll give it a few minutes for people for the masses to to pour in here sometimes they get stuck in the lobby you never know and every morning i wake up and the buffet i just want to tell you guys it's just amazing and that 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 muffin i had this morning just want to open the package it just smelled amazing <laughs> Well, here's the thing, Trip. We spare no expense when it comes to buffets and speakers. Like, nothing but the right. best for this crew. Like, we will pay top dollar for a speaker. A Tesla is on order because of the speaker fee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we they doubled from last year. I know it, it's doubled, doubled. Um, He's the South Beach, Jeff C. Okay, cool. All right, let's see. Got. Yeah, 30 in here. All right, 37. So it's growing fast. Um, let's see, trying to... So, well, let's see. I don't know. I don't, I suck at small talk. You, uh, I'm ready. I mean, you know, just I mean, we could, we could small talk or uh, I'm my beverage, you know. Actually, what I was thinking diet. of, ooh, Diet Dr. Pepper, that's where you're, that's what you're drinking today. Spicy. Um, speaking of drinking, you know what I was thinking of is the last time, uh, maybe one of the last times I think you and I hung out was on a cocktail tour in the French Quarter. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah, I remember the beginning. Uh, <laughs> yes. The ending? Not so much. Yeah, not so much. But uh, yeah, the, the beginning was really awesome. It was great. It was great. It, uh, um, yeah, I know I didn't go back to the room after it was over, but I'm not oh, sure. I didn't either. <laughs> no. Um, that was a great afternoon. It was a fantastic afternoon. Yeah. It led on to an evening and then things faded. There's photographic evidence. Sarah Hansen has some if she's joined, but oh, wow. I prefer she not share any of those. Really, it's kind of embarrassing, you know. I wouldn't be surprised. So I did a, um, a conference presentation. I would guess that my typical behavior would have been, it, I would have done it the following morning, like just to be sure I really, you know, tested the waters and, and um, like, oh, make sure I'm super banged up and, and out of shape to, to go ahead and give a presentation to the national conference seems my style. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we will jump in we got uh we got a good crew um here in the audience um attractive attractive audience today i mean yeah, more I so than kind of watching the feed on my phone here i see uh taylor who um you know i'm gonna say nothing incriminating because she's from the eda office and mary somewhere in the hotel here and then you know lots of friends kind of popping in nice. so I do have a little presentation, so if you can, if you're able to let me share the screen. We'll, 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 we'll get there. Jesus okay. Christ, you speakers anymore are, are you know, on top dollar, so time is money. And Fair enough, fair enough. Um, 
Well, have you noticed that this is a more attractive crowd than the other sessions so far? It really is, actually. It's really. Well, um, I'm Jeff Sigler here uh, in Pittsburgh with Revitalizer Die, uh, hosting this session. And Brian, uh, um, pleased to get to bring to you everybody's favorite Muldrow brother, Trip, for his session on uh, all the things he regrets. Um, and let me jump over to your bio. So, born in uh, December 21st, 1937, Tripp is an American actress, political activist, environmentalist, and former fashion model. The recipient of various accolades, including two Academy Awards, two BAFTA Awards, seven Golden Gee, You know what? I'm sorry. I had Jane Fonda's bio up. Um, totally what? screwed that up. Um, let me restart that. Sorry, honest mistake. Uh, Trip Muldrow is an accomplished urban planner with over 20 years experience in a broad range of areas in, of, in the planning profession. Trip's focus has been linking planning and urban design projects with successful economic development and community revitalization strategies in small and medium-sized communities. So close, a uh, little different, but um, I'll turn the keys over to you. Oh, wow. Well, thank you, Jeff. You know, it's really always a pleasure uh, to be on a program with you and, of course, you know how much the 3db means to me um and so i'm gonna i want to go ahead and start sharing my screen because um well actually i need to start my presentation first so um this is um gonna be kind of a a personal story and a tribute in a way um you know, I've been in the downtown revitalization business for 25 years, and I started my career doing what Main Street managers do. Now, we were not a Main Street community in Greenville, but I would walk up and down the streets and go inside the businesses and deal with events and plant flowers and get cussed out and all this in Greenville, South Carolina, back when... Greenville, South Carolina wasn't ranked, you know, number 10 place to be, number one place to be. And I know there's been a video that's been shared about, um, you know, uh, breweries and hotels in Greenville, South Carolina that uh, people have been asking me, is that funny to you? Because that is Greenville. And I'm like, I think it's absolutely hilarious because you can't turn around with a crane building a hotel on top of a brewery. Um, and since that time, I've been a consultant. And um, as a consultant, first of all, I love my job. And I always say I love my job. Um, but as a consultant, one of the luxuries you have, and when I left working for city government and the downtown day-to-day -day business, I said, you know, one of the things I'm not going to miss is having the same people every day that get on my nerves that I have to deal with. Um, of course, I ended up being business partners with Ben Muldrow, so <clears throat> need I say more. Um, but, um, but in the consulting business, you know, getting back into what started me with this passion in the beginning was really an unusual opportunity. And suffice it to say, let's just, go ahead and chalk up 2020 as kind of the worst ever. And I uh, come around toward the middle of November and I get a text from my dear friend, Linda Hagland and Wenatchee. And then my phone started like popping up, just texts one after, did you hear what happened? Did you hear what happened? 
went, what, what, what? And I'm just going to summarize it in brief. There was an unfortunate social media share from the prior uh, director who did a really good job at what, what um, they did um, that ended up getting political. And if y'all know anything, we all know that no matter what stripe you fly, you know, those political social media posts got a little hot and hairy toward the end of uh, 2020. And next thing you know, I kind of get this crazy idea. And I'm like, this position's open. I've always wanted to live in the Pacific Northwest. I love Ellensburg. Um, and, you know, Ellensburg, Washington is just this fantastic place. Uh, a lot of people, when you go to Washington, you think of Seattle and Seattle's fantastic, but Ellensburg is in central Washington and it's a college town and it really has all the elements that we want, you know, in a, in a great community. And so, and I've been working there for years. And I mean, you know, when I first started posting on, um, on social media, you know, that I was there, um, uh, people were like, are you living in a Hallmark movie? And I was like, yeah, it's kind of like that. Uh, of course, you'll come to learn soon. It wasn't always like that. Uh, I ended up packing up in five days and renting my condo out in Greenville and moving in with my uh, with a friend uh, who uh, was the director prior to the director I was serving as interim for. Um, and if you if you've been to Ellensburg, it's just an incredibly creative town. Um, and I've been working there for for a decade and, and Washington State and, and has a real dear place in my heart because I've worked in so many communities there. And um, when you work somewhere for a decade, uh, you just get tied to it. And it's just sudden move, you know, and I mean, this took kind of some wild coordination. And I have a history in Ellensburg. I mean, it's not everywhere you work that <clears throat> you don a blue horse head, you know, and walk around downtown. And this is just one of the events that Ellensburg has in their downtown. Uh, it's called the uh, Buskers on Parade. And it's just so creative uh, what they do uh, in this community. Um, and, and I was even able to tell some stories, you know, to Taylor Vilwak, who's um, the, the events manager there, that um, the, this bull that you see here is part of the sculpture in downtown. And what you don't see is that when it was originally sculpted, the uh, the hat wasn't there and the bull is actually anatomically correct. And as it is in many small towns, um, it was a little controversial, you know, that there's a bull with, you know, that's kind of a bull thing hanging out. So the hat was later installed, at least that's what local folklore says. And if you duck up under the hat, you can still see the naughty bits of the bull. So uh, these are older pictures of me through the years coming to Ellensburg. And, um, and um, you know, just had this chance to move. And the reason I had the chance to move is because my dear friend, Carolyn Honeyput, Honeycutt, who's a Main Street legend. Uh, if you're from Iowa um, or Washington State, um, you, you know Carolyn. Um, she's a force of nature. Um, and, and she just, welcomed me into her home and said, why don't you move in with me and be the interim director? And the mayor kind of encouraged me. And then 
by Monday, I'm talking to the board chair. By that afternoon, I had a proposal on the table. The next morning, the board interviewed me and I was out there. Carolyn actually, I didn't properly communicate when I was gonna be there. She's like, no, what time are you gonna be here on Friday? I'm like, I'm actually like on my way there now. It was a Wednesday, uh, my first day is tomorrow. Um, and and she, she welcomed me into her home. And I was there with Carolyn and Creech and Creech is her uh, special someone. And, um, and Creech and I became fast friends as well. And I went from living um, by myself in a condo kind of hold up alone, sitting on the couch, you know, going to these 3DB things and to living in a house with two roommates and a dog. Um, for those of you who aren't from Washington, uh, Subarus are standard issue. And I was issued one by Carolyn upon arrival that I could use while I was there. Um, you know, been part of the community for years. Um, you also, you know, me, I travel so much, I don't have pets. So you, um, having a dog, Dakota, and you can see the expression on my face, how nervous I am, you know, taking Dakota to daycare uh, because I special cargo in the back. And then having three cats living with me as, as, uh, as well. So this, this is a pretty big change, you know, not just career-wise, but just lifestyle-wise of, taking up the mantle of being the interim director of a downtown that I revere in a community I love with roommates I care about and a place that is just fascinating and under circumstances that really weren't pleasant, to be honest. I mean, they just weren't pleasant. Uh, who you see here is Dylan and um, Fluffy McStuffin, who likes hanging out in the closet, finally had to start shutting my door. And then finally, Cody, who would come around at night. Um, he was kind of my night, you know, friend. Um, and then, you know, start that first day in the office. And I mean, I had three suitcases and I'm sitting in the seat that Carolyn once occupied. And, and immediately I realized, you know, I've got some really critical tasks at hand. Um, and the first one was the board and Taylor, uh, the public relations coordinator, they had to jump in immediately to kind of keep this organization up and going post the, the departure, the prior director. And because of this, the political kind of weirdness, and this is literally election week, um, because of the political weirdness of it, we didn't really know whether our funding was completely secure with our partners. And so you know, one of the first things I had to do um, was, you know, get in touch with our partners. And so the very first day I meet with the mayor and the city manager, and they assure me that they form a small piece of our funding, uh, that that was uh, assured. Um, you know, um, that night I met with, you know, had dinner with the hotel owner and one of their great restaurants. Um, one of the things that was amazing, and this is the kind of thing every Main Street manager would just love, is Megan West, who's the chair of the board, and um, said, well, now we have an anonymous donor who has given us, I believe it was twenty-four or $28,000 to hand out to local businesses. 
do you want us to hand out those checks um, now or do you want us to wait until you start? And I'm like, uh, let's wait until I start. So my very first day, I get to hand out checks from an anonymous donor who so believed in the mission of EDA that this donor gave personal checks to businesses throughout downtown. What an amazing, amazing thing. Um, of course, after meeting with the city and securing that, the next um, group that I met with and friend, a longtime friend was Amy McGuffin, who runs the Kittitas County Chamber. And so those of you in the Main Street world kind of know that the relationships between Main Streets and Chambers run from extremely pleasant to extremely unpleasant. And, um, and fortunately for me and fortunately for Ellensburg, the Chamber of Commerce is a strong partner. And Amy and I, through the course of my three months in Ellensburg, talked one, at least, you know, um, every other day. And she was the one handling COVID resources. She was handing out the checks. She was the one that was coordinating with, you know, getting heaters and tents and things like that installed. And so having that partnership and preserving that partnership was so, so important. And, and I, and as I'm doing this every day, I'm kind of starting to get into this whole idea of, golly, you know, these Main Street managers, what they're doing every day, they wake up every day, and you really never know what your day is going to be like. And one of the real great things about Ellensburg and the EDA is that they have a real strong committee structure, uh, and they're also kind of a bootstrapping kind of uh, place. There's 28 planters in downtown and of course it's winter so our you know design committee invited me on my first Saturday uh, to head up just about 30 minutes out you can head up into the hills you know around the community and we we're going to gather greenery to put in the planters and um, and so you know here I am I'm with you know several young ladies who are part of our design committee you know, I'm the Southern guy, you know, they had borrowed a four wheel drive pickup truck. I'm riding in the passenger seat and we're bebopping up into the hills of the mountains and this truck starts swerving. And what you see here in the picture, it depicts like kind of a cool roadside parking job. But what you <laughs> don't see is actually the truck veered and then veered to the other side and then tilted and we almost rolled down the side of a mountain and ended up stuck here on the side of a hillside and had to walk back down the mountain to meet. And of course, I'm like, yo, uh, maybe I can try and get it out of here. I'm like, no, uh, that's gonna be the best way to embarrass myself. Uh, yeah, I see you um, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, what did they wanna make you feel like home? Like, oh, the South Carolina guy's here. Let's let's roll a truck over. I mean- um, Yeah, well, I mean, you know, except for the snow and, sure. and like mountains that are actually big mountains as opposed to kind of small mountains like we have in South Carolina. So a so couple, so couple comments, couple questions. One, somebody did mention that uh, the kids paint the bulls balls blue. Um, that's a little, you know, that's something we covered a bit back, but I thought it was worth mentioning. Um, Taylor mentioned you guys got empanadas that day. We got empanadas that day. It was fantastic. 
And then uh, Deanna mentions that she sleeps with the president of the Chamber of Commerce. So, um, wow. <laughs> I mean, there's more to it than that, but uh, I'll just leave it there. So, um, all right. There. That's good. <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah. Um, so, so this is kind of like the first week on the job. It, it, and, and I think that the point I want to make, though, is it's this cool thing with volunteers, you know? This is the kind of stuff volunteers do and they have fun doing it and and granted we almost died and and but we were laughing you know i mean after the truck settled down we were laughing and and, and ended up and we had no greenery you know at, at the end of the day we ended up with greenery but not on this trip um and this picture really depicts like just the quintessential you know what you want in every small town in america um, what you don't see in this picture is probably my worst day on the job. Um, we're sitting in the downtown park and we'd had some complaints from merchants that um, there were homeless people that were homeless men that were sleeping in the downtown rotary pavilion. And this is the day that our committee was decorating for Christmas and I drive into work and pass the pavilion and lo and behold, it's not just sleeping in the pavilion. Um, they have a tent in the pavilion with like loud music blaring and, you know, kind of a camp kitchen going and, and, you know, I'm like, oh, geez, you know, we're decorating for Christmas and, and we have places for, to accommodate homeless people in Ellensburg but there'd been some sort of falling out of sorts and these uh, gentlemen didn't want to go back. And so next thing you know, that ends up being kind of an issue because it's like, we're kind of decorating where you're sleeping today. Um, would you be okay like moving along? And so we get going and, um, and then a couple hours later, someone appears, and I won't get into too many details, but I know in the, the description there's a lawsuit involved, and this was the trigger of that event. So suffice it to say, that was a fascinating day. There it is right there, the lawsuit. So um, all this is legal record. I'm not going into too much detail, but um, I don't know if you all as people involved in communities have encountered an overly litigious person, but we kind of happened to have one of those in, in our community. And our group got accused of being fraudulent, discriminatory enablers of sexist and lewd behaviors and the lewd use of funds. And currently we're being sued for $3.3 million um, to create a coalition of downtown conservatives uh, as an alternative to the fraudulent EDA. Um, and so let me move on from that slide um, because litigation is pending in my life. Wait, 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 before we move on. What, what, Jeff? I mean, come on. The begged me part. Can we at least revisit the, the begged me part? Oh, the begging about the suing. Please, please. Well, so, so the fact is that as it turns out, there have been a lot of suing and the city has been sued, the county has been sued, the school district has been sued, the health department has been sued, youth services have been sued, judges have been sued, teachers have been sued, hospitals have been sued. 
so I found out we were getting, well, basically the person was upset with our organization. And I said, well, you know, I'm here for three months. I'm really focusing on the future. And then the statement was made, you know, well, I'm going to sue you. And I said, well, well sue us. I mean, I, I don't know what else to tell you, you know? And so that turned into me begging for a lawsuit. <laughs> so that kind of explains that point. And, and just, just a little side note is that Washington is one of 10 states that recording a conversation without both people consenting is not legal. And so at that point, I was shown the phone and that our entire conversation had been recorded without my consent. So just a really fascinating thing. But as it turns out, you know, it just enabled our organization to join the club of almost every other organization in the community of being on the other side of this individual's lawsuit spree, which continues. So well, in your uh, defense, uh, Carolyn uh, mentioned that she missed out on all your sexist and lewd behavior. Uh, yes, she did. She did. And because, um, you know, really, I had only been on the job about a week and a half at that point. So it usually um, takes you a few few weeks to ramp up. It does. It does, especially the, the lewd part. <laughs> you know? um, but if we get enough conversation going, you know, who knows where I might have. Um, and I say this to say, I think the bigger picture is when we do this job, those of you who are Main Street managers and Main Street directors, you never know what your day is going to be like. You can be setting out to have the most amazing day and end up coming home and just busting into tears as to what happens. And then you can set out and sort of have a day that you don't think is going to be, you know, that exciting and ends up being one of the best days in the world. And, you know, again, I would say two weeks in, Washington State shut down again. So all of our restaurants had to shut down. We're literally on the beginning of the holiday season. And thank goodness for Taylor in our office who, you know, worked, um, you know, worked side by side with me. And I told her on the first day, look, you know, I'm the interim director, but you're the program manager. I am not your boss. We're a team. Um, we were able to get a digital directory up and going. We we're able to get Taylor Designers I Shop local stickers. And we we're able to deploy almost all of our um, events for the holidays, except for one, which we just knew that we couldn't do. And they were modified in some form or fashion. And then I just, these just unexpected things happen. Like we were grappling with the full page ad that we take out in the newspaper and we usually get sponsors. It's like, oh my gosh, we don't want to hit up all these sponsors and everyone's sucking wind right now. And then phone call to the chamber and the chamber director, Amy said, look, just put our event down here that we're doing as part of yours and we'll cover the cost of this. And it just solves the problem right away those kind of things just blow your mind and um, uh, on how these partners, you know, come together. And I, I show this picture because, you know, when you, when you do this work, um, we're surrounded by heroes. And, and um, I like to quote Brianne Durham, who's shown here in the picture. Um, she's the Main Street coordinator for the state of Washington. And she coined a phrase with the, with the, um, with their program, 
that Main Street was built for this. And I love that phrase because if you think about when Main Street started in the early 80s, we were dealing with a crisis, a crisis of 30 to 40 years of disinvestment in our downtowns, a crisis of whole districts just evaporating from any economic vitality whatsoever in exchange for highway shopping. And when the COVID pandemic came, you know, this whole idea that Main Street is built for this just fits so well and became a mantra for Washington Main Street program. And I think it's just so important that we all kind of reflect on it now that it seems like we're coming out of the woods. Um, there are other people pictured here. You know, um, one of the things I think all of you are Main Street directors and managers know is that we're kind of a team with each other. And when we get to know one another, we, we kind of develop this, this hero. Um, and one of my heroes that you see here is Linda Hadwell. She's the Main Street manager of Wenatchee, Washington. And Linda sends me, I don't know what it is about Linda, but I get emails from her. Um, I'm gonna get a little reclimped here. Um, I get emails from her on days, sometimes that aren't real easy days. And she just sends me little reminders of, remember that you were part of this and that you did this for our community. Um, you know, when you have work that you love, having people validate that and share and just it hits at just the right time and Linda and I agreed like midway through the process we had a phone conversation one morning it was shortly after the lawsuit was presented and I said you are not I was after that day you know I said you are not going to believe what happened and so we ended up calling these our what the f you know the WTF phone calls. So we had each other's cell phones and it'd be like, okay, something happens, you just call me, it's WTF. And I explained to her what happened. And the next thing that she's like, well, guess what happened here? And, you know, lo and behold, some group was having a, um, God, was it Make Christmas Great Again Festival in downtown Wenatchee? And she was like an unsanctioned event, like, no masks required come on downtown and we're going to make Christmas great again I'm like oh my gosh and so for a minute there I was like wow you know we all kind of share in these weird you know luxuries these weird horror stories as well um you see Taylor here too and Taylor god what a hero you know having someone who's young enthusiastic and understands social media um is phenomenal and one of the ways that we knew that our organization was gonna thrive is that through the controversy, we kind of see the ping of activity related to our organization. But when Taylor worked on the digital uh, directory and the promotion of all the holiday events, our social media just exploded with activity. And it was proof that that work has value because what she was putting out there um, was resonating with people. And then, you know, I have Megan West here. And, and I think any of you who serve on a board who volunteer, you know, Megan is a young entrepreneur who started a business in downtown Ellensburg. 
and um, she's our board president. And oh my gosh, you know, this board stepped up to the plate and did incredible things. And I mean, you know, I don't know the slightest, you know, thing about QuickBooks. I mean, Aaron Arnett will tell you that. You know, I mean, I just kind of listen to what I'm told. And our treasurer stepped up to the plate. Megan stepped up to the plate. I could depend on this board and that leadership to be the sounding board. Um, and and we embarked, you know, I had a very specific task. It was 12 weeks, you know. It was, okay, we've got to secure our funding. We've got to make sure that... <laughs> we don't have a bunch of serious damage done and we've got to hire a permanent director. You know, if we don't get a permanent director on board in this three, I mean, this three months is it. Like it's a hard end. I'm out of here um, because I, I have another business to run. And so, you know, we put the word out, we had candidates come forth. We ended up with four viable candidates and we had two drop out and one just, it just didn't seem like the location was going to be able to work right. And then we had this interview as the fourth candidate and um, and she started sharing her story. And uh, I just was, you know, it's all via Zoom and the board, the steering, the, the committee was there interviewing. And I just kind of thought, oh my gosh, the story she's telling is the story of this community. It's the story of connecting and, um, getting Karen Green on board as the new director um, was, and I mean, we were really talking in the nick of time. I mean, I was within weeks of like, what in the devil are we going to do? And she got on board. And the next thing you know, she's there. We get to spend a week together, um, you know, passing on information and sharing um, experiences. And, and one of the things that was interesting is all during this time, Brianne is coordinating these cohort groups and these interactive groups of Washington Main Street uh, folks. And it's, um, and it's this empathetic group that just kind of gets together and shares stories. And, um, and the first thing that Karen attended, we, she was hired and we're like, tomorrow, can you come to the quarterly training? Because we're in probation. And if we don't have enough people at the training, we will stay on probation. And uh, Karen's like, sure. So she joins the next morning and all the Main Street directors across Washington introduced their background. And I think that was one of the concerns is, well, is, she a, is Karen a Main Street manager? Does she have Main Street expertise? And as every director across the state introduced themselves, their backgrounds were extremely different, whether it's from the medical field, from running their own business, and I think that's one of the beauties of this is we often think that you need to come in with these skills. Um, the skills come with the job. So much of it is on the job training. Um, anyway, I love showing this because anytime we do this kind of work, we have these heroes that we, that, that we develop. And then there are these projects that you have that are just like, you know, like I'm really working, I've got to get our funding. I got to get a new person hired. And then I get this email and it's just the nicest, sweetest email. It's like, hey, just checking on our bench. 
you know, and um, and I'm like, okay, the bench, the bench, the bench, you know, and, and I see this plaque behind me. And um, typically as a consultant, you know, we don't recommend putting plaques on benches because the person ends up being really attached to the bench, you know, or the planter or heaven forbid the garbage can. Um, and so, so it's like, okay, the bench. So I kind of go back through emails, call the parks director. Oh yeah, we have a bench in storage. And then I look and then there's a plaque that had been made and, um, and it's sitting behind my desk. So I mean, I was like, okay, I've, I've, I've found your plaque. I've kind of looked back through. Uh, I'll hold on the parts director on the bench thing. I said, and I found a bench with no plaque on it. I took a picture and I emailed it to the donor. And the donor's like, no, 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 not that location. That's not where we want our bench. We want our bench over here. And I'm like, oh God, you know, this is going to be so easy. Just get someone to put the thing on the bench. And so that led me to the parts director, which led me to, we have a bench in storage, which led me to, okay, we'll go out and put it in. And then I kind of bebop along after the bench gets installed. I'm like, okay, I'm going to put the plaque on the bench. And then I realize, no, I, I don't have the tools to do this. You need like literal rivets to get through here. And finally, one of our board members is like, I'll get the plaque on the bench. And two days later, and this is literally three days before I'm leaving the job. This email came in like the first week, three days before I leave, I'm able to send a picture to the donor of their bench with the plaque on it. It's like, with every big thing that we look at, it's the little things that we have to look at too, and the people that we have to take care of as well. And then, you know, and I wanna leave it to questions and thoughts and just discussion too. I think the other part for me as I reflect on this is just this past year, this whole idea um, of self-care and isolation for a lot of us really came to pass for me personally. And this popped me out of that because at the same time that I'm serving as interim for the EDA in Ellensburg, my roommate Carolyn is serving as the interim director for Lewiston, Idaho. This is now talk about, okay, Main Street Small World family. Lewiston, Idaho is the downtown that Brianne Durham was formerly the coordinator for, who's now the state coordinator for Washington State. And Brianne had moved to Clarkston, Idaho, uh, Clarkston, Washington, across the river from Lewiston, Idaho. And to come home at night in the evening and have Carolyn and Creech, they would cook these incredible meals and we would sit and talk and just share, you know? And sometimes it was just tearful, you know? And sometimes it was ecstatic. And sometimes it was, I don't wanna talk about it, let's watch American Horror Story, you know? And so, to have that connection, personal and professional, just meant the world and kind of popped me out of that funk and made me remember why I went into this business to begin with is to help communities help themselves to be, to be better and to engage and to see people happy and to have shopkeepers acknowledge that 
like, we know you're trying, we know you're doing the best you can. And that became kind of a mantra is we're doing the best we can. Um, and I'll share with you a, a funny side story of this too, because Carolyn's sitting here on the, 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 the session is I get a text at work one day and she's like, well, I've been doing some soul searching today. We're going to have to talk this afternoon when you get home from work. And I'm like, oh gosh, she's going to kick me out of the house. And uh, I get home. She's like, I'm considering taking the position in Lewiston. And I'm like, what? Three hours later, and Carolyn had had a couple glasses of wine too, along with Creech. Uh, she's on the phone with the board president and took the job. She is now the full-time director in Lewiston, Idaho. And, um, and literally as I'm getting ready to move back to South Carolina, she and Creech are selling their house buying a house in Lewiston and are packing the house up. I leave and five days later, they move to Idaho. And I'll wrap up too with just some self-care things and some reflections is, you know, I'm from Greenville, South Carolina and I love my hometown and I think we forget sometimes that the towns that we're in are set in these amazing settings. And one of the real beauties of being part of Ellensburg for three months during the winter, during an inversion, uh, which means that it was cloudy all the time, um, was that when the sun would come out, when those special moments would happen, um, you know, just 30 minutes away was just a different view. I could be in the canyon looking back and the city's literally 15 minutes away from this view. Um, I could drive 20 minutes down to the little town of Kittitas and in Ellensburg, you can't see Rainier, but if you drive 15 minutes out, go up a hill and if the weather's right, there's Rainier. And I go into work and, and eat Rainier and um, I eat Rainier look at Rainier. I was thinking about the food that I would eat as I was driving out to look at Rainier because I would go get my breakfast. Um, and then just the adventures that you can have, you know, in and around places and how they tie us back to these cities that ground us um, and set us in the environment. And, um, and so at the end of the day, I love being a consultant. I love getting on a plane and being somewhere different. Um, you know, every other week, I'm really excited about the year ahead. Um, I will never forget the three months I spent in Ellensburg, Washington. Um, and I'm so grateful for everyone there for what they do for their community and for letting them let me be a part of them. And then the final irony is, you know, Snow's kind of a big deal, it doesn't happen much in Ellensburg. Uh, just the way it's located, it snows kind of all around, but not a lot in Ellensburg. And inevitably, I'd be out of town when it would snow. And so after three months, I fly home. And as I'm landing and driving back to my house, it starts snowing in the upstate of South Carolina. And we ended up with five inches of snow the night I got home from three months from Ellensburg. So, um, with that, Jeff, you know, it's a remarkable story. 
I want to salute all the Main Street managers and the board members that do this hard work because you're making special places be a part of the community again. So with that, I'd be happy to answer any questions y'all have. Um, may or may not, you know, be able to comment on legal related issues. Um, well, I could say from our perspective, we're not too concerned with your uh, legal jeopardy. So um, ask away. Uh, Trip, that was fantastic. Um, if you, actually, if you want to unshare uh, or, or pull that. Um, yeah, fantastic story. Loved hearing it. And like, um, you know, I only was able to hack it for two years as Main Street Manager back when I first started. Uh, I spent two years as a Main Street Manager outside uh, Columbus, Ohio. And yeah, I mean, everything you said hit the nail on the head. Like these people have the hardest job. I mean, it is, it is usually thankless. Usually you have merchants bitching at you for everything that they can't get right. You've got, you know, these problems that you don't have the resources to solve. You're not given economic development budgets. You're not in the, in the golf course making deals with the guys. You're, you're like trying to do the impossible, which is to get out of town property owners to somehow want to invest back in their property, but you don't have any tools to do it. You're trying to recruit businesses into vacant spaces that haven't been, you know, maintained for for since the Carter administration. You've got, you know, you've got um, community officials sometimes working against you as you're trying to improve the quality of life. They're dumping money into more sprawl and, and actually making your job worse and incentivizing the type of stuff that that really is harming your community. And then you you've got these rogue design review boards that think they're being helpful and they're shutting down, you know, they're shutting down meaningful projects and giving people bad advice. Like while all the while, you, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to take, let's say, you know, a board of 13 that, that doesn't really, you know, might not be sure what's going on and steer them in your, you know, in this direction, that this vision that you have and try to keep them away from, you know, parking projects one day or try to, you know, get them to show up to meetings, try to get them to understand that they have to raise funds. And then, you know, then all the volunteers that, that go on top of that. So it's crazy work with usually, you know, not great pay, long hours that's thankless and everybody blames you and you're also supposed to be an expert in everything. So, um, like I said, I, I can only hack it for two years where I, you know, went to be a coordinator where life was easy. And, um, so yeah, very, very, um, as every session I start, I, I thank the hardworking people on Main Street because you're the only ones fighting to make your town better. Like everybody else is trying to do a little tourism or trying to bring in money or whatever. Like you're actually trying to make the community better and make people's lives improve. And that is the most commendable work. Well, and, and I, it reminds me of the story too. I mean, so here we are, we got shut down, you know, and... <laughs> And so we, you know, we had a great relationship with the city, a good relationship with the chamber. And then, you know, people start putting up these tarps and they start putting in heaters because we were open and then we had to close. Well, it was open 50% and we had to close again. So everything got driven outside in the wintertime. And then all of a sudden the chamber director calls me and is like, I just got a visit from the fire marshal. He has cited like several of our businesses and said they're gonna to have to remove their tarps or their heaters, they can't have both. And of course my visceral reaction was, you know, you know, red rum, you know, I just, you know, and, um, and then it was kind of like, okay. And we ended up meeting together, you know, with a group and to the best we could figuring it out because I felt targeted, you know, I felt personally attacked 
and it was like, why are they attacking us? And it's like, what, they're not really attacking us. They're kind of doing what they're supposed to be doing. And it's like, well, then, then we have to figure out what the solution is. And, and thank goodness for these partners where, and even the fire marshal like ended up being helpful in coming up with the solution. But sometimes it's like, okay, I need to take a deep breath because I just don't know if I can deal with one more setback. I mean, hail to these restaurants and merchants too, you know, who come up with creative solutions because if it weren't for them, we wouldn't have gotten through it either. Yeah, there are certainly uh, um, better ways to make a living than being a downtown uh, property owner or uh, building owner or manager. But uh, again, thank God people do it because it, it's it's really what makes people's lives worth living. I mean, a sense of community is, is the best part of life. And, and you know, nobody really invests. There's no money to be made in that. There's no, you know, no economic development official or county executive. I mean, there, there's just not money to be made in trying to make a community stronger, but it's something we desperately need. And it, it's wonderful that people are, are willing to do it. Um, some comments coming in. Um, for one, uh, Chet Clem is, is looking to replace um, one of you brother or be a part of your family and it looks like ben has kicked out chris so you've got uh you've got a new sibling which is pretty exciting he's out i knew it was going to be chris that goes i mean it was just it just made sense um and um uh cindy mentioned that you never fail to make her proud so our, our favorite Muldrow. um Liz is still fighting for parklets with heats and tents. <laughs> Liz, I feel your pain. I feel your pain. Uh, literally, it, the the process was like, you've got to be kidding. You know, how hard can we make this? And, and I don't know about many of you in your community, but Ellensburg is doggone windy. And so, you know, you can't just have a heater under a tent. It's the wind, too. You know, and then we had this like brilliant idea. We we're going to turn an abandoned bank drive-through into an outdoor, like the stalls for the drive-through. We're going to decorate. The rotary was going to help. We're going to turn it into this kind of like festival dining garden outside. And we thought we were going to have all these volunteers do it, and then end up kind of just not working out. And it's like, well, I, you know, and then all the detail, you know, you know the detail people, and I, I. I like details, but I sometimes forget about them. And they're like, well, who's going to wipe down the tables? And who's going to make sure that it's locked up at night? And then how are we going to deal with alcohol? And, you know, all these things end up just being these. And so that ended up not working, you know, and maybe it'll work at some point in the future. But um, yeah, it, it, I appreciate you doing this. I mean, it's really great to hear, and especially after a, a year where we've all been away from community. And to your point, you know, you kind of hit on something that that uh, I think hits home for all of us that you, you were kind of, I don't know, that you you were isolated, you know, the, the and, and what we know about people that get into this work, like they thrive on community, they thrive on social ties, they need people and here we've all been stuck away from people we can't interact, we can't, you know, visit the, with community experience that sense of community has been really hard on people and and yeah, I mean, if, I can't tell you how much I miss working with communities and being with them on site to talk about this stuff. It just, it's what makes us thrive. And so imagine for, for almost everybody, this has been, you know, doubly tough. Uh, personally, that, that that's what 
drives you, but then you, you know, you get this in your blood and that's professionally what you have to do and, and not being able to do that is, is rough. It's rough. It is really rough. And I mean, just at arm's length, just having to deal with it that way too. So, um, so, uh, so, you know, we're, we're getting requests that, uh, I basically put it out there that you're willing to do this again. Um, we've, we've got a little bidding war. Um, oh, so, me being interim again? Yeah, so, yeah. So we've got a bidding war going. Um, my price is so. <laughs> so what do you say? Are you uh, you interested in, in doing it again? You know, I think I could do it again. I think those of us who, those of you who are Main Street managers who wake up every day and do it, and Carolyn shares with me, you know, since we were roommates for three months, I hope she won't mind me sharing this. She says she leaves a little piece of her soul in each community mm. that she's worked in. And, you know, she's in Lewiston, Idaho now. And she said, I know I'm going to leave a piece of my soul here too. And, um, and, I, and my reply to her the other day is, well, hopefully it'll give you a little bit back in your heart. And, um, and so um, it's just a real calling. And, and I can say as a consultant, you know, I do love at the end of the visit, getting back on the jet, <laughs> you know, and not, and, and going back home. But I'll tell you the other part too, and um, is getting back to Greenville a couple days after I got back, after the snow, the snow melted the next day. So let's be honest with Greenville. Um, and and y'all have seen the video of Greenville, the up and coming city video. That's where I live, up and coming city. So uh, I went out to look at the new hotels and brew pubs and um, breweries, and uh, and I'm walking around downtown, um, and it just you know occurred to me it's like okay, make a promise with yourself that you're going to be more a part of downtown and take it in because there are a lot of hard people working in your own hometown to make it a great place. And I know that to be a fact. And so um, I need to be a better consumer and coming out of that shell this year too, you know, and getting back into the groove of being a citizen and being in those places that we love to gather. Yeah. And I, and I did have to say, I mean, the, the video of the guy, the developer guys cracked me up because if you don't have a sense of humor about this, you know, you're not going to work. It's not going to work. And I mean, they pretty much nailed it, you know, Oh, that's going to be a hotel. That's going to be a hotel. That's going to be a hotel with a brewery on the bottom. Like actually all of that's true. (laughs) Um, Well, that's a a pretty poignant place that, that, you know, you leave a bit of your soul in, in, in all these places. And, you know, I can say from a consultant's point of view, it's it's um, what's nice and easy is that you come in and make recommendations and, and you leave. And that is not the, something that, you know, a, a mainstream manager has the benefit of. You can't go to a restaurant. You can't go to a bar. You can't go anywhere without somebody coming in and telling you what you think you should you know, what you should be doing and, and give you their advice. And so in essence, you're never off. And, and so that's a lot of harder job. And that's really, a, it becomes so much of your personal life. It's not just professional. And, and those two things get hard to separate. And that's, that's commendable for anybody that does it. Well, it's true. And as a consultant too, you know, as a reminder to me, I think sometimes the glib statements that we make, you know, um, aren't, 
they sound fun when we make that pronouncement, you know, well, you should, I mean, it's like I was driving down the street and I was kind of joking with, with Mary Helmer, you know, here in, in Enterprise, Alabama. I said, you know, what would really work here is back in angled parking because it would really work here. And Mary kind of turned to me and was like, do not mention that. I will kill you. <laughs> and, and I know it's the truth. It's like, it would work, but you know, do you really want to be that glib about something that's such a dramatic change and trying to explain it? That would, when that's not my task here. And so my task is to do what I'm supposed to do, <laughs> which is the, the branding and identity building and not be so glib about some of the recommendations, you know? And so, because when you make it, then sometimes you've opened a Pandora's box as a consultant that the main street manager has to pack all that stuff back into again because you've opened it up. Well, um, well, Trip, this has been uh, uh, quite a ride. It's been incredible. One thing I'll say, coming from a, a family of very stoic uh, sort of British people, like the Muldrow brothers, do not hesitate to to kind of open up, and I think that's important. It's nice to to um, hear some of that, and uh, it's important that that. Uh, you know, that we speak emotionally about some of these things that really matter to people. And so um, speaking of, of Muldrow brothers, let's see, we've had, um, so Chris is out, um, Chet, the new one already spoke, you had a session and and the third and least favorite Muldrow brother is coming up to host a section a session here next. So we've got, um, ben, we've got a few minutes for people to, to run to the restrooms or, or grab a smoke or, or sneak a, a flask or whatever it is that your thing is, uh, or grab a Dr. Pepper. Um, but coming up um, just here in three minutes, we've got uh, Ben hosting the session, How Does Your Garden Grow? How Mary North Carolina's GEM program is focusing on economic gardening with uh, Freddie Killaw. Yeah, um, Freddie. Shout out to Freddie in North Carolina. All right. Nice, nice. So, um, so yeah, stay tuned for that. Um, like uh, with everything, these sessions are ha just happening on the page, not in the event. Um, so just come back for that trip again. Thanks, man. It's uh, good to catch up with you. Good to hear yeah. the story. And good I look forward to seeing each other in person. All right. Y'all take care.